I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I have a three-month subscription to Google Stadia. Hold, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me back that statement up a little bit. Three months? Yeah. Three Google's- months. How? Google Stadia. So I get an email, Aiden. Okay. And it says something along the lines of, we have a free trial for Google Stadia just for you. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, I guess, because I have like Google Drive and shit that I pay for. I was like, oh, I'll check it out, I guess. So I I, I look at it and it's like three months for free. I'm like, oh, that's that's a lot of months for free. So I, you know, just make a little account. Mm-hmm. Uh, set it up and I have a Stadia Pro subscription for the next three months. Wow. I uh, I set this up like two weeks ago and forgot to tell anybody about it because it is garbage. <laughs> the amount of value is <laughs> so minimal. Any games that I want to play that's already on here, I already own on a different different system or or like steam or something yeah everything else is like power rangers battle for the grid (laughs) (laughs) fucking world exclusive and the temple of osiris (laughs) it's just garbage i'm like bro there's two versions of hello neighbor really i didn't know that really that's cool i guess all the games that i thought i'd be able to play like some epic uh, Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty, just like some big AAA games that I don't want to pay sixty dollars for right now. All mm-hmm. of those you have to like they're technically on Google Stadia, but you have to pay for those. Right, like, right. Because I knew there was a version of it, like the regular version. I don't know if Pro had got you that or or what that's like exactly. I, yeah. I forgot all the all the pricing and tier it's, shit. It's really bizarre. You get like 30 games for the subscription for quote unquote free. And most of them are just like indie games. Like there's some cool st- stuff on here. Like Little Nightmares, Super Hot, the Steam World games. Like all those are cool, but I have those on Steam already. Right. Oh, the Panzer Dragon Dragoon remake is on here. I didn't know that. There you go. That's something. That's something I could play. But, uh. Yeah, I, I I get like like ten dollars off of some games if I want to purchase them on the Google Stadia store. Yikes, that was that's yeah. that's bizarre. That's uh the fact that you didn't even tell anybody for two weeks. I forgot about it. A podcast exclusive reveal. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. really goes to show the the value you gained from this experience, which is not much, currently. Not at all. Damn, yeah. <laughs> that's funny as fuck, though. I, yeah, I like the idea of you being a, a proud owner of Google Stadia for three whole I, I months. Wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word proud through no costs of your own. You'd just be like, here you go, here's your fucking Google Stadia. Enjoy it, I guess. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Anyone, I guess. It's funny. It's funny. Anyways, as fuck. what are we what are we talking about today? We own the YouTube podcast, so it's been a couple months since we've done one of those, like, your week on YouTube segments, and it's getting towards the end of the year. We're recording this right at the end of November, 
So we figured it's about that time to do a 2020 wrap up video. Yep. Talk about the year, what all went down, the good, the bad, the stinky, <gasps> and everything in between. Maybe even look a little bit forward to 2021. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we do this every year. We've been doing it since 2017. So it's a, it's a cool little little tradition on the podcast. And I, and we've I, kept I like going for it. all these years. All these years. 40 years. Can you imagine? Can you believe 40? it? 40? Wow. I know. When I got up to record this at 7 a.m., I sure did feel 40. So maybe you're <laughs> on to something. <laughs> maybe you're on to... <laughs> Onto something I don't even know right now. I, I don't, I don't know. But before we, uh, before we do main topic, we do have to give a little shout out to our sponsor, the the epic epic boys of Awesome Creator Academy with the wow. YouTube Starter Kit. I know it's it's crazy. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have just a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? It's ninety nine dollars. You get over fifteen hundred dollars of value. Dozens of downloads, the YouTube thumbnail templates. You get that channel artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music. We talked about that Twitch DMCA problem last week. You can use this royalty-free background music and have no copyright strikes at all. It's a lot of different stuff on there. You pay one price, you get unlimited access to future downloads as they come out in, in the future. And uh, you can check out, check out the link in the description or the show notes. In doing so, you'll be supporting us over here at another YouTube podcast. Oh, oh, but of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast, um, like, why wouldn't you not? Uh, you can become a supporter on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1. $5 or $10 a month and we'll read your name out on the podcast. I'll even do so in my dreams, bro. That, that's Hell a, yeah. that's a, that's an Aiden blue couch guarantee right there. While we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain not only a consistent schedule, but to keep me awake. Thank you to our sponsor. <laughs> awesome creator Academy. Shout out to Roberto, who not quite forty yet, but he'll get there one day. I, I have yeah. I have faith in him. He in his he's in, he in his late thirties. Getting there. We we're almost there, bro. We're almost there. You know, I feel like I'm almost forty. <laughs> from being honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I turned twenty five in January. I'm sure we'll talk about that when it gets closer. But uh, you know, feeling feeling a little old most days. Bro, if you want, we can recapture the youth. And I'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese for your Yo. 25th birthday. We can Yo, play skee-ball. That'd be pog, bro. Eat some really bad fucking pizza. <laughs> Get lost in the ball pit only for the cops to come and drag you out physically by force. It could it could really be a, a showstopper. Yeah, I'll include a little day drinking. You know, Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese scares me since Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, you know, I can't really, can't really be seen in public in one of those anymore because them animatronics, you know. Anyway, I don't think they um, have them anymore. I think they, I think they got rid of of animatronics. That's smart. That's smart. 
The country bears are still a thing. You could. <laughs> they're still there's year after year, right? Disney yeah. keeps upgrading their park, but the country bears are still a an American staple, a foundation that can never be removed. I'll go ahead and say for the listeners, if you detect any kind of weird energy in this episode, um, I went to bed at like what 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and then I got up at 5 a.m. just just out of nowhere. I just woke up. I was like, well. I guess I'll get up, and uh, it's it's currently 8 a.m. for me, 7 a.m. for Aiden, and Aiden hadn't gone to bed. No, 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 I haven't. So we are we are living a really weird existence. I've I, I got up at 4 p.m. the previous day, and have been up since then. Recorded Stardew, did all these things. Speaking of Stardew. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, a spoiler alert for the next upcoming episodes, but it's so stupid I have to tell you. Go for um, it. Me, me and, and Parker started a, a new segment on Stardew that I came up with called LHG Truthers. Oh, and it's no. a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a truther <laughs> show, like in the in the vein of Alex Jones. Uh, oh, okay. But instead of any key truths, it's just me making up fake beef on LHG. And so the uh <laughs> The character we had come up with you is we obviously used the day drinking thing as well, but we also had you pinned as like a ringleader for LHG that was anti-union and didn't care for weed. So you we were just like very much a hard oh, ass um, a lot of the time. And uh, we'd be like, hey, hey, Zach, maybe maybe I want to go home and see my family this Christmas. And you'd be like, I'm oh, fucking get back to work, you fucking like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Get, gotta get them shit. Stardew Valley episodes out. Got no <laughs> gotta time get, for your family. Gotta get the Let's Play parts out. So we had we we had you as kind of our boss ringleader, and we had Jay like <laughs> as somebody who has just anger, temper tantrums, and like lashes out against other people and shit like that. I mean, that's just facts. He like killed Tyrone, the previous member of LHG. He never um, got to make it on. That's but, unfortunate. Uh, Needless to say, out of all the out of all the stupid shit I've invented for for Let's Play <laughs> stuff, LHG Truthers is definitely near the top of that list. So, considering that all happened tonight, going into this podcast, if I'd be saying dumb shit like that, you you know what context <laughs> my brain is coming from. So I just wanted to let let the people know the type of mood Aiden in uh, for for this fine episode of this podcast. No, I get you. Well, well, since you brought up the Let's Play stuff, we, we've had 2020. It's almost finished. We've got a month left. Um, I'm personally not planning on uploading anything in December. And we'll talk about why, like, I guess when we start talking about going forward into 2021. But let's mm-hmm. talk about our, our little quirky Let's Play channel in 2020. How'd it go? What did we get out of it? What did we learn? You know, we started that shit back in what, what the end of 2018, I think. August 2018 yeah the first month so it's a two-year two-year anniversary not that long ago uh, how'd 2020 go for a let's play channel with four or five people yeah yeah 78 subs uh LHG this year was was weird in the sense that it was a year where a lot of stuff actually kind of started to click. Uh, but at the same time faced even bigger and wider challenges. Mm-hmm. So like 
when you really think about it and you look at it from far back, 2020 saw a lot of finished series. Fire Red finished this year. Yeah. Stardew is close to finishing this year. Breath of the Wild will finish this year. Sonic we had a lot of two finished. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of one-offs. We had um, some older series that I put up, including a, a new and improved Mario Odyssey versus uh, Shovel Knight series, just like random stuff that I was uploading. Game Club technically started and ended yeah. this year. Um, and, we, and we hit a lot of milestones. Like we hit 300 uploads, which is somewhere I never thought we would ever go with LHG. The fact that there are 300 <laughs> videos uploaded to this channel, most of them are co-op. Like, that's a lot True. to celebrate. Um, we even had periods where the schedule was working, and, and we had weeks where pretty much every day of the week, outside of one or two days, we had an upload uh, of a different series. Like when Mega Man Versus was going, that's right, and we were yeah. getting some of these different We got very close to having our first consistent week since August of 2017. We didn't get there, <laughs> but yeah. we got very close. So you have all these successful things. I'm moving Let's Plays out of the backlog. We've had our best series ever in Breath of the Wild and Stardew and Mega Man Versus. We're, we're getting, you know, these interesting one-offs and Game Club is a fun new podcast. Fire Red finally finishes. So, like, a lot of good shit. But at the same time, it's been harder to schedule things. We haven't had Kyle nearly involved right. at all because of so many different factors happening in our life. Game Club, for as fun as it was, is something I don't really foresee myself continuing. Um, so it's ending this year. I've already let that be known on A Non Acre, but I guess I'll mention it here. There ain't no Game Club Season 3. Uh, I enjoyed making it, but it clearly never really got like a, a hardcore audience. Some episodes are still stuck at two views and will forever remain at two views. And that's like yeah. fine. But Aiden on Acre consistently gets like eight on a bad day. You know, like it's not even remotely in the same ballpark. And Aiden on Acre is nowhere near like a big thing. Uh, the <laughs> fact that Game Club with as wide of its appeal as it had with all these guests that we had with the format that I genuinely liked uh, the fact that it didn't go anywhere is a little bit of a disappointment, but also like, fuck, I had a lot of fun doing them and I had a great time interviewing people and, uh, I enjoyed the dynamic I had and I got to learn a lot about people and what, what kind of games they like and what makes their brain tick and shit like that. For sure. So, you know, there was an upside to all of this, but the, the downsides being is that we didn't get to really upload a whole lot when it comes from a pure numbers perspective the scheduling was once again a disaster where we couldn't find really a, a key workflow to get everybody involved, not only for what series we were going to do, but the pairings, the matchups, what time. And and then a quirky little thing happened where everybody in LHG started really paying attention to their own channel and uh, ended up getting success from it. And that includes me, that includes Jay, that includes Parker. Uh, I know you've had some uploads here and there, but even you were putting out some really good yins and was focusing on other things. And Kyle was finally getting back to uploading videos on his end as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's great for everybody else involved. And I'm really happy to see the content we all got. But that meant LHG as a collaborative project sort of fell more and more by the wayside. And I started 
uh, and we've talked about this on the podcast too, I started to accept less and less responsibility for how it went one way or the other. Right. Um, which I still think is the healthy and, and, and right call to make uh, for yeah, a Let's Play channel so in, in 2020, right? <laughs> uh but it just means that we're we're back at this situation again. We're like, man, I see some real improvements, but the same underlying foundational problems that have been there since day one are still here. Now with the added side effect of people coming into Zach's stream and being like, well, you should do it this way. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, thanks. Didn't think of that two years ago. This is, this is wonderful news. I'm so happy. <laughs> It's an unfortunate situation because, like, we went into it knowing that, like, starting a brand new Let's Play channel was going to have a lot of challenges, Um, you know, gaming landscape. We've talked about it numerous times on the podcast, but the gaming landscape on YouTube has changed so drastically that just doing Let's Plays doesn't really, like, go anywhere, so you kind of have to do something, you know, unique or different with it. Uh, we had the angle of it being a collaborative channel, and that kind of helps. But it only helps if all everybody is working together on it. All the gears have to be working at the same time. Mm. And what we found was, like, there'd be moments where I'd be really into it. You'd be really into it. Jay would be really into it. Kyle or Parker would be really into it. But then there'd be like one or two people, myself included, that wasn't into it at that particular time. So we have Our like hot this... streaks didn't cross over right. at any particular point. And that's a that's kind of an issue of timing, uh, just considering how much we all had going on. But when you were really hot, I was in college. When I was really hot, you kind of stepped back. Jay had mm-hmm. been really hot to begin with, but then kind of lost interest when we didn't do any of the things he wanted. And then here we are now at the end of 2020 where it feels like Jay has finally reached his hot streak, but we can't get Kyle involved. Parker is relegated to just doing Stardew and me and you and even Jay to a certain degree have moved on to greener pastures. Right. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's tough. It's tough. And like, like I said, we knew going into it, it would be tough, uh, but there were just way more factors that came into play to the point where like, I, in a 2020, going into 2021 mindset, I'm kind of going to be stepping away uh, from the channel. Me and you talked about it a little bit um, yeah. off camera, but basically I I don't feel like, I don't feel like if I'm, if I'm not going 100% into the channel, then I'm not contributing as much as I should. And therefore, like, I probably shouldn't make it a priority at all. Um does that mean I won't do anything with it at all? It depends on the rest of the group. If the rest of the group still wants to do some stuff with it and we keep it around as just like a side final project, I'll appear in certain series, do a couple verses here and there. But it's it's not something that I'm going to keep on my plate as, as a dedicated course anymore. I think the same goes for me for the most part. Uh, obviously I, I want to finish the, the core things like Stardew and Breath of the Wild and all that sort of stuff, but going forward after those series eventually do get done, I mentioned to Jay before that, like, there's a lot of games I want to play and I'm going to have a new computer and capture card and like not really a whole lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so Let's Plays is probably going to be one of those things where I just want to play and record a lot of games, but won't be able to due to scheduling shit and stuff right. like that. And so my options were either, number one, uh, make Aiden Plays a reality, which very quickly went, Aiden Plays is not going to be a reality. Or the second option was, I'm going to just start doing solo shit again. And uh, whatever whatever sticks, sticks. Because here's the thing. If nothing is getting uploaded at all, which very frequently happens, we just had like a, what, a two month of nothingness Yeah. Gap. If if nothing is getting uploaded, then if I break the rule of just having solo shit, I don't think that's that bad of a thing. So that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm probably just going to do an occasional odd solo series, things that we've promised before, like a particular versus or something. I am still down for 100%. Mm-hmm. But uh, if this year was me stepping off the gas a little bit with LHG, 2021 is probably going to be more of the same with maybe an occasional series here and there or solo stuff that I can upload in the meantime because I love playing games, you know. For sure. For sure. It's um I I'm in a weird situation as well where in 2020 I was like I want to play more games again. Like the most games that I had ever played were when I was constantly live streaming and let's playing. Uh and over the last couple of years when I started doing just, you know, collaborative let's plays it kind of meant that my personal backlog was just getting more and more daunting (laughs) over time uh so i started Zack snyder plays tm uh and um well that started in july and uh it didn't really no it wasn't july it was like march it didn't really go anywhere long story short um i had some i had a couple series get started i really enjoyed what I was doing for a little bit of time. Aiden even helped out with a couple of editing video, you know, editing a couple of videos. Not that, that long was ago. The, uh, that was the probably most fun I've had editing a project. And uh, it's a shame that not too many people watch those episodes because I had a fucking blast putting them together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's fun to do. Like, don't get me wrong. If, if I could realistically continue doing like let's play content as a side project where it doesn't interfere with anything else I'm doing like I would keep doing it for as long as possible and I'm not like I'm never going to say that I'm that I'm completely done with let's plays because it's such a it's such a core part of my gaming history at this point right uh but as of now like I'm kind of kind of done at the moment um I still might upload some stuff to it every once in a while I'm probably going to use that channel as a stream archive channel, especially mm. with, with all the Twitch stuff going on with copyright and stuff. I'd like to keep a lot of that content, at, if at all possible. Um, but it's it's not something that I'm going to be like, here's my schedule, I'm going to stick to it, I'm going to try to keep going for a long time with it. Because um, not not only is it not a project that... I, I see a lot of potential in, in the in the shorter term of things. But uh, a few months ago, I went and recorded like like seven or eight Let's Play videos of like some old NES games and the audio got fucked up. And I was like, mm. like, if that's not demotivating to do anything, like I don't I don't know what is. So every 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 time I feel like I, I get motivated to do 
let's play content again. Either something messes up in the, the recording phase or whatever, or I start thinking I should probably use this energy towards my main content because that is... Or something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. October, um, I was going to go through all of the um, Frictional Games library, the guys that made Amnesia, and I started recording like a Penumbra series and I got through like a good chunk of the, the footage got like an hour and a half into the gameplay, edited that down to like a good 16 minutes, really happy with it. But I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't need to spend my time doing this right now. Dang. It's frustrating. It's always, uh, it always seems like a, like a, like a issue of bad timing or not being convenient enough or, Mm -hmm something else is in, is in the way and it's like we've never really found the the cure-all for lhg's csp plays or even just let's playing in general i think even in the strong streaks that both you and i had let's playing there was no real like tangible oh this good happened because of this yeah uh yeah. it was just kind of things that we did for a large period of time because we thought that was the only avenue. And then when it turned out that there were other avenues that were actually getting results one way or another, it became less of let's plays are going to make me successful to, I just kind of want to play games sometimes, but it yeah. became harder and harder to justify that when the results very clearly were not going to pan out other than in a, I personally want to do this kind of way. <laughs> What's like, there's two things that I learned uh, over the last few years. Number one, it's like 2017 was my biggest year in terms of video uploads, not in quality, just just quantity. I uploaded like 1,500 videos that year. Um, obviously, 99% of them were Let's Play related. The other 1% were like things that I actually tried and worked hard on. Um what, when when you go back to my analytics on any of that kind of stuff, and I found this out in like early 2018, any video that wasn't a Let's Play was the one that got me the subscribers on that channel. It was the one that got me the most comments. It was the one that got the most watch time. And then you you would just end up with like four videos a day, each of them getting one to five views a piece. Yep. Right? And this was on a channel with like 300 and something subs. So when I went and created Zack Snyder Productions, which ended up becoming Your Everyday Nerd, it was like, okay, wow, if I put a little bit of effort into a video, it actually does better than any single Let's Play part that I've ever done. Combined, even. Like several combined. combined. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So that was the first main thing. And then the other thing is like, I like playing games. And for a long time, I thought that I had to make it a productive thing. Uh, and now I just kind of like to just chill and play a game mm-hmm. and yeah. enjoy it. And maybe I'll play a game while I'm watching a couple movies or some TV shows or listening to some music. So I can kind of kill two birds at the, you know, with the same stone there. And then maybe I'm just playing a game and I can always do a video on it later. And it doesn't have to be a let's play and more than likely, it's going to perform well, and I'm going to enjoy making it more, and I'm going to get more out of the game that way. So it's, you know, there's there's a lot of factors to it. They're, they're just, it's just strange. <laughs> I mean, like, for, for what it's worth, we still don't know what the, what the main group's decision is going to be about regarding the future of this, because we have not met up. For sure. Uh, 
we plan to in December. And even though I know how I feel and I know how Zach feels, and we even to a certain extent know how Jay feels because we did talk about it and he was pretty much on that similar page. Uh, Still don't know anything from Parker. Still don't know anything from Kyle. Still don't know even how we're going to tackle 2021 if we do decide to. Mm. And with things being in in such a, a limited capacity anyway... I imagine how it's going to go is we're all just going to get there. We're going to be like, well, none of that really worked. And then it's just going to kind of be like, okay, so uh, what if we all just sort of do what we want and then uh, whatever gets uploaded gets uploaded, right? That's how I imagine it going. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't see another, I don't see a revitalization and I don't see a, let's rebuild it from the top and down. Like, I, you know, yeah, we're just not at that stage of our... Our lives, at least not with Let's Playing yet. Maybe that epiphany moment will come and we finally are like, yo, we're fucking stupid, bro. I just figured out the key to this whole shit. <laughs> um, but one, I don't think that moment's coming. And like, if it does, it's not in LHG's current form. So, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, it's, it wasn't a failure. The whole project wasn't a failure. And again, I've said before. Absolutely not. A lot of good shit came out this year. Some of my best and your best Let's Play content came out this year. Agreed. Uh, which does show that there's chemistry there. There's growth when we can commentate and just goof off like that. Some magic fucking moments get captured. I just recorded four Stardew episodes that have some hilarious shit in it. Um, but when when Legacy comes around and like I'm dead and I'm like, hey, what's Aiden the Blue Catch Productions going to be noted for? <laughs> Let's Play is going to be like number 12 on that list, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, that, and, that's, and that's what it is. And, you know, er- everything gaming related, Let's Plays, ESP Plays, potential Aiden Plays that never happened, shit like that kind of sums up a little bit of how 2020 went on that front. Right. And how it'll probably go in 2021 for the most part. I, I think so. You know, when we when we talked about uh, changing the format of the podcast a couple weeks ago, um, one of our one one of my things that I was worried about with with another YouTube podcast is that, you know, we're still very early in our in our careers doing this. We still have a lot to learn. We still have a lot to grow, and I felt like, you know, I, I was I was having problems finding something of value to talk about in these episodes um, until we, you know, until we talked for like a couple hours and I'm like, ah, that's not entirely true. But, but what is true is that like, you know, there's still a potential future five, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, even where we are at a point where we have grown on our own content even more and we feel comfortable with it. And we're making a living through it. Like there's no reason why we couldn't go back to the LHG, you know, chalkboard and be like yo let's hire an editor let's have like a schedule that's very stupid simple and like we could we could make it work then but as for now it's it's just a you know it was a fun project for sure and i i think going forward just kind of taking it as it is and uploading whenever is probably the best the best option i agree and i want to take off what you said and kind of transition uh, not just about YouTube podcasts, but podcasts, right? Yeah. <laughs> that a lot space that in too, general. Yeah. Uh, and this obviously isn't a huge section of things that went on, but there, there's enough to talk about. 
Uh, YouTube podcast, we won't talk about a whole lot just because we did introduce this big format change. But if you want my short and long version of it, uh, I enjoyed the rebranding that we had. I've really enjoyed a lot of the, the episodes that have come out this year. Um, whether it's like our list of 50 YouTubers or, you know, shit like our creative journey and process over the past five or so years and, and where we're going next to comments and everything in between. I've, I've really enjoyed the podcast and it's cool that like we're rebranding it and changing it into a different direction. So with that out of the way, at least, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about like Aiden on Acre. Go for Just it. because 2019 definitely felt like Aiden on Acre is fucking back, baby. Let's <laughs> do Aiden on Acre. And I did for like a lot. Yeah. We went from like episode seven to 30 something. Uh, and 2020 was very much the same. Uh, definitely some longer droughts in there for sure. And it won't be the exact same amount of episodes, but like credit where credit is due. Like I'm at, I'm in, I'm in the sixties. I'm, I'm about, I'm about a little bit farther where this podcast is currently now. And they started around the same time. Yeah. And 68 a, episodes, 71 with the extra sods. Like it's, it's good. Like really good. So it's like shit's been coming out and people are listening to Aiden on Anchor and Ramson gave me like a fresh logo. I have some episodes that has 22 listens, some that are around 13 and, and 10 and, you know, averaging four, five, six, seven, eight, like depending on the, on what I talk about and shit. And it's like, it's just a podcast where I just talk about random shit from, from day to day, week to week. It, it very much wholly depends on the topic and shit that's interesting and yet despite that even though it's not advertised on a whole lot of places even though it's not my biggest focus on planet earth it is still one of the things that that brings me so much creative joy and opportunity to vent uh, an outlet for people to listen to and an inspiration point to even get ramson to do his own solo podcast challenge that's right which, yeah. is, which is very cool to see i'm so happy he's doing that and is enjoying that to the extent that I do with, with Aiden on Anchor. I agree. It's, it's cool to listen to it because I, I've listened to every episode and, uh, like I actively look forward to the next episode just cause it's like, you know, we, we talk a lot, but we don't get a chance to talk every week about everything. So it's cool to like find out what you've been up to and what, what's on your mind and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also like, I, I feel like, you know, we, we all kind of have our own, like, dedicated uh, core fans that come to, like, just about everything that we create. And so it's it's a good place for your fans to just come and listen and find out what's going on with everything. And I'd, I'd encourage just about anybody to do a personal podcast. I mean, especially if you're a content creator, because it does give you a chance to vent about a lot of different things and update people on things that, that's going on with your create, you know, content creator life. But also, I, I think anybody could do a personal podcast and could go somewhere with it, honestly. It's a really fun format to have. And it is like the most personal of personal content that I've like ever done. Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where it's less of a show and more of Aiden's just on the mic for 22 minutes. And I guess yeah. you'll listen, maybe. Uh, but the fact that, that people do listen is the cool thing, 
right? Like that's the, the fact that it even has an audience. The fact that I've made $11 off of this through the support button on Anchor uh, is nuts. It's just, is really nuts. I, I was blown away when we started making some money this year on the YouTube podcast. The fact that it's also becoming from Aiden on Anchor as well. It's like, wow, really? Like this is a thing. Um, and, and so that, that success with podcasts kind of led me to, to try out Game Club, which I, I know we already mentioned before. And uh, that was another like fun podcasting opportunity where it was less about me, but more of like interviewing people and just chatting shit about some random game. For sure. It's um, it's a fun thing. Do you, and you, do you plan on doing Aiden on Anchor going forward into next year? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I figured as much. I enjoyed it a lot this year. Uh, I see a path forward. And uh, it's just fun to do personally. You know, it's a fun thing to be able to record. And it's such little strain on mm. anything else I do. You will never hear the day come <laughs> where it's like, sorry, guys, I was going to record a video, but Aiden on Anchor came up. And so that ruined a, a potential. Like, that's right. that's never that never happens. Aiden on Anchor can contribute to some laziness on my part, for sure. But it's <laughs> never the sole reason a, a video doesn't get made. Uh, because it is so little impact. I do so little editing on that bitch. And I just upload it and we we good to go. I can schedule it and move on with my life. For um, sure. So, so, so low effort. Uh, Game Club editing wise was not. That was like getting both files, syncing them up to audio, cutting down the hours worth of conversation to, to 30 minutes to keep it within topic. Uh that that very much took a long time to edit, and uh, I've oh, never God. done that much with with audio podcast editing before. Um, so while that was a learning experience for sure, it's not the kind of editing I I go to my computer and I'm like, oh wow, audio editing, yay! My 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 wish has come true. Like it, it's <laughs> it's fine. I don't know, uh, but it it wasn't ex- an experience I was really craving for i'm glad i did it um but still yeah game club's probably not going to be a thing ain't on anchor and, and youtube podcast most certainly will be awesome but what about you what you what you doing on podcasts and stuff 2020 was weird with podcasts for me and that the only thing that i actively worked on was this podcast um which is crazy because i started my first podcast in like 2013 and then uh, 2019 was like a big year for me in terms of like just starting a shit ton of podcasts that I thought would go like pretty smoothly. And then 2020, it was like nothing at all. Uh, so it, it's I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll back it up a little bit. In October of 2019. I decided to start a bunch of new projects. We talked about it on the podcast, but I started an anime YouTube channel, which I would turn the videos into podcast episodes called anime digest. And then I started a CW channel where I reviewed CW TV shows. And the goal was I'm going to cover one episode of five different shows Monday through Friday And then I would take those episode reviews and turn them into podcast episodes. And so we have the YouTube channel and five different podcasts. And like 
as, as far as an idea goes, it's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. I, I think that if it was like the only project I was doing, it absolutely could have gone somewhere pretty easily. Uh, but, but, but when you're also trying to up your own content in terms of like more highly produced con, you know, videos, when you're trying to do live streams, when you're trying to like, you know, pay bills, it, it's, it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane to just add all that, you know, add that all to your plate. And so at some point in 2020, I was just like, all right, we're just done. Like, I'm not going to even try to do any of that as of right now. Uh, it's just not, not doable. Um, I see the anime digest being a thing that I return to at some point in the future, but it's not going to be even like a 2021 thing. And then that really just leaves uh, my personal podcast. Like you had your personal podcast. I had my personal podcast called The Come Up, which still I linked started. In, in every episode in the descriptions of YouTube. It and, is. And Anchor, it's right there. If you it ever is. wanted to listen to it. There's, there's 30 episodes. I started that um, in 2019. Uh, weird little, weird little idea that started on IGTV <laughs> when that first started becoming a thing, which has gone nowhere, by the way. Nobody uses IGTV. Get out of here. Damn. Um, but I had, I had uploaded pretty frequently in 2019. Uh, and then I had started pre-recording episodes on there because I had like a bunch of like weird ideas I wanted to do with it. Uh, but then I had a hard drive failure happen in October and so I didn't get around to like editing those episodes and putting them out until looks like March of 2020. And then I had like two episodes come out in May of 2020 and then nothing. So the, the question for me is number one, like, do I find value in doing a personal podcast? I absolutely do. And I I would like to get that back up and running because I kind of want to use it as almost like a log for a lot of the shit that I do that I can't make videos on right away. And I watch a Mm -hmm. lot of movies. I listen to a lot of albums. I play a lot of games. Um, And even though 2020 wasn't particularly exciting in like the personal life as far as, you know, going out and doing anything, LOL. Um, I'd still like to do the podcast. The question is like, well, the, the, the main thing I need to do is just like start from ground zero again, uh, come out with an episode and just, just go with it. Uh, but I don't think I would pre-record that anymore because that kind of, it, it, it's, it's a weird thing when you, when you pre-record something, you, you get in the, the mojo of doing something for a couple of hours and right. then, you might not have the motivation to go and do that again for like a while. So I think it's almost better in the way that you've been doing your personal podcast and just recording it like uploading it or so calling it a day. Right. Having a schedule would help with that as well. So yeah, I I, I hope to return to it. Not entirely out of the cards for, for the come up to, to come back. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed listening to every episode I've heard. I appreciate it, man. 
And I, I could always go for for more come up, for more listening experiences. Uh, the, the CW podcast, I will not <laughs> not miss just because I did not care. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's, so, you know, uh, it's a, it was a it was a stupid idea, and then. The, the only other podcast that I couldn't do anything with this year was Titans in the Trash Bin with my good friend Jay. Because we ain't mm. got season three yet. What is that fuck? really a bad thing, though? Is it's that really not. like a damn? It's actually a great thing. I'm happy no Titans in the Trash Bin? That, happy that just, no Titans. Fuck Titans. Just means no Titans season three, guys. It's not all it's bad true. news. 2020 couldn't have been that bad. No Titans <laughs> season three. That's a free opening joke right there to any video. Like that's that's that's, that's candy right there. It is. <laughs> Shit takes no word. Uh, <sighs> it's almost a little bit, and I'm I guess I'm still there. But I know definitely you had a little bit of that like honeymoon phase with podcasts, where it was just like, this is the next frontier. Everybody's gonna be fucking doing podcasts. I need to get my my foot. And all these different doors and do all these podcasts and, and what better to tie it into to YouTube channels and to, to get the YouTube podcast going for like a solid four weeks and we made money off of that and, and come up and all this other shit and then it, it did and then it like slowly as the year went on. We're we're coming toward the end of the year where it's like everything's in disarray and tatters and the mm-hmm. only thing left is like a modified version of the YouTube podcast. Yeah. Well, and it's it's frustrating because like all that is still true. Like it's still really good to go do podcasts right now. Like there's there's definitely a um yeah, you know, if you can get a hold of a couple of podcasts and keep them running and do them regularly. Like yeah, like it'll work. Like you'll go somewhere as long as it's quality content, right? Uh the the, the problem is once again, we are still very early in our careers. We still have very limited time on the amount of creative projects that we can produce on a regular basis. And so, you know, when I'm trying to work with clients, I can't just say, hey, uh, sorry, I can't get your video on today. I have three podcasts to run, a stream channel, and then like five YouTube channels. Like it just, you just can't do that this early on. It don't work that way. And it's frustrating. It's it's really frustrating looking at big YouTubers and being like, I could do what they're doing because I can. Like I have the capabilities of doing it. It's just they have the freedom. Uh, they have the, the time. They have the money. They have the resources to do a lot the of editor. things that we can't do yet. Yeah. And that's that's unfortunate. But it's, hey, it, man, it's lim- limitations. Limitations can be a real powerful thing, especially for for focus and for getting the shit that really matters uh, to come out, you know, to get the, the really the good products to come out and be like, yeah, I fucking, I made that. Also, I didn't realize that we had uh, rebranded to the dark theme in 2019, not 2020. Yeah. yeah. So that was a bit of a, an oops on my part. I, I guess I thought it was 2020 because the banner has the year 2020 and the, the thumbnails have it now. So I'm like, oh, this must happen. Nope. Just a, Dumb, stupid idiot again. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. But it, I, I feel like that that pretty well covers our thoughts on podcasts. Still going to be doing the YouTube podcast. I'm still going to do Aiden on Anchor. Game Club is, yeah. is done. So, 
That's I'll bring right. back the come up at some point. Maybe. We'll see when that is. Maybe. I don't no know. No promises. Mm. Find out next time. You want to talk about live streaming? Live streaming, bro? Yeah. I sure do. I'm going to let you go first, though, because I, I went first the past two times. So. Cool. So I'm a big streamer on DLive now. Yes. So, you know, Woo. cryptocurrency, getting all them, them Bitcoins. Uh, playing Grand Theft Auto on there right now. Mining away. <laughs> no, uh, so 2019, I was able to get Twitch affiliate status. So that was really cool. I was really happy about that. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to go hard on the live streaming like everything else. And obviously, like that didn't work. Uh, but... One thing that did happen in 2020 was I kind of rebranded my Twitch channel. Um, kind of created a show, the Zack Snyder show. So instead of just going on there and being like, I'm going to play this game for three hours. I was like, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to talk to people and just chatting for a little bit. And then I'm going to play a game and then I might switch to another one. And then I might switch to another one. Hopefully go for like four or five hours. Uh, have a really good, you know, stream. I did that for a, for a few streams, um, and I had fun doing it, and I want to continue doing it, but it is another thing where it's like, I got to have a schedule, like, 100%. Not only in order to, like, be successful on Twitch do I need to have a schedule, but it's just, like, in order to stream, like, it, it's, it's really hard to just be like, okay, I'm going to go stream for four hours now. Like right. I just, you know, getting, I'll use the word motivation here, but like just, you know, even like allotting the time to do that. If it's too early in the day, you might not get the people that usually want to watch your stream come in or, you know, I might have like a lot of client stuff to work on. If it's too late in the day, then I'm like cutting into potential bedtime, different um, distractions that happen at night. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's still like an ongoing problem that I have in terms of trying to figure out what day or days a week do I need to stream? How long am I going to stream for? And then as soon as I get that shit together, everything else should fall into place. I'm going to go a little bit of a, a different angle in the response to this and go for uh, it. pull out the, the classic Zach adage that has been very thoughtfully pulled out against me several times, uh, Go for even it. though I didn't want it to be right. Um, but I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Zach here and, and and say that I don't think you have personally done live streaming enough to make any key or harsh judgments one way or the other. In the same way that uh, you told me very early and, and back to the video games of uh you really going you're really gonna find your stride by doing it um and, and figuring out the editing and what you want and in the same sense while you have live streamed for as long as i've known you uh you have not to the extent that you you did start with the Zack snyder show and the fact of the matter is we're only like four streams into that right right and uh, there's a lot more room to grow and a lot more room to, to get shit, but like the foundation has never been stronger. And I feel like as I you agree. contend to do it more and uh, 
figure it out more, I think like the the rest will will come with it. You know. I agree. So I don't know if you're ready for that curveball, but now do you say that? Well, eight a.m. Maiden's ready to play ball, bro. I'm playing yeah. baseball. Well, like I mean, I I agree completely. I don't think I like out of a lot of the things that I've done, live streaming is one of those things that I I have done the least. I feel like, and um, I mean, I've I streamed since 2017. I've probably done about a hundred of them at this point. But, like, compared to everything else, that's not a lot at all. And that's over the course of, like, three to four years. So, mm. for for me, it, it really does feel like, like, I need to get that schedule in place. Are you saying that that's not what needs to happen, per se? What, what are you saying, exactly? I think a schedule could be a good thing, but only until you had gotten more comfortable with where you're at. That's fair. So- so no, <laughs> I don't okay. think that's the, I don't think that's the, the, the seal. I mean, it could help in the same way that like, if I posted consistently to YouTube, it would, it would probably right. help, right. but there's like underlying shit behind that to like get to that point. Um, and I think for live streaming, especially compared to how much experience you've gained in other things. A Zach that is more comfortable in live streaming could be able to very easily figure out that scheduling conflict or whatever, wherever you wanted to go with it. But only if you, I think, have the format that you have and do more of it to figure out where you want it to go in the first place. That's fair. But that's that's me. fair. No, I get that's you. me. I get you. And if, if you think the schedule is going to get you there quicker, that's that's you know, it works for a lot of people. Um, I just know personally, it's, I, I, I feel like, you know, I say I want to do this particular schedule. I'll, I'll be like, I want to do Sundays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to stick to. And then inevitably, like, I'll do a couple of those and then, oh, no, I'm not at my house in time. Or, oh, no, I was up really late the night before, which means I got up late and I wasn't able to stream. Or, Oh, it's 5 p.m. I could be streaming right now, but damn, I'm tired and don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like maybe there's some underlying factors that are causing those issues to begin with. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Um, it just, I, I, I feel like every time I get a, I get a little stride, I feel a little stride with the live stream. I'm like, ooh, I'm kind of hyped to stream again. Uh I, I, I lose it because I feel like I need to get a schedule going. But maybe you're right. Maybe 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 for a little while I don't need to worry about that. Maybe I should just stream when I want to and then see how that, you know, see where that takes me. Because there's no point in trying to build a schedule based on the four streams you've done. Like, what would that even, what would that look like, right? Like, yeah. say hypothetically you really buckled down and got a schedule from the as little experience you have currently. Is that going to be a schedule that lasts longer than two months, right? Like, right. In all honesty. And on top of that, too, like, live streaming plays a different role in your life than it does for me. Like, it live does. streaming is not something you need to survive. Live yeah. streaming is not something that, that will impact any other particular project. It's, like, a thing you can do after yens to get a lot of people involved, and you can play video games and potentially sure. make some good VODs and content out of all valuable reasons to want to do streaming, by the way, like perfectly valid reasons. 
But it's, it would be a little different if, like, say, streaming was one of two things, and you still didn't do it, and you really wanted it to be something, but it's not there. Like, this is clearly, like, thing number four on a list of three wildly more important things in your life that, like, also very drastically need your attention. That's fair. That's entirely you know? fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think my priorities with streaming are you know, a little bit lesser than yours, just in the, just like you said, just in the terms of there's these other things that have got to be taken care of first in order for me to feel good about things. Which doesn't mean like you stop streaming and that doesn't mean right. you don't try. It just means that like, you know, if at the end of the day you look back on it and you're like, man, how come I didn't have 90 streams compared to my 180 videos? Like, Getting a third of how many videos you did in streams is already a success, <laughs> right? Like, given the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you didn't do that even, but like, you know, that's not a, that's not a, a crazy bar or anything to, to reach. And it's perfectly manageable with or without a schedule. I think um, you're right. I think you're right. Then again, I could go to bed, wake up tomorrow and be like, hey, everything I said in that podcast was <laughs> cap. What you really need is a schedule. Don't yeah. listen to me. Yeah. So. It's uh, the whole content creator game is frustrating to begin with because you want to do all these different things. And it, it feels like the only way to make it all happen is by scheduling it, especially when you have other priorities. But uh, I can't even get a proper sleep schedule to save my life. And, you know, it's like maybe I'll get back to a sleep schedule soon because I'll be working another I'll be working in the tax office come January but like that doesn't mean I'm gonna have time to stream necessarily so yeah we'll we'll just have to see what happens I guess with that one see how, Bro, like, how it goes <laughs> the only moments I have clarity wise in content creation is when I'm talking to you like I don't <laughs> I don't have that epiphany moment by myself most times it can happen occasionally and sometimes I'll get an idea like 30 for 30 and not have to talk to anybody. Just do it. Yeah, uh, for sure. And those moments are, are epic and they've happened to you as well. But like, it's like a 5% thing. 95% of decisions that can go into content creation on my end, uh, most of them pass through you. And that's for a good reason. It's because I don't really know what I'm thinking or what I'm talking about a specific thing until I have somebody to be like, yes, this or know that or what if you did this instead i'm like wow that was completely fucking obvious like wow maybe i should have done that yeah. but those are the those are the only moments i get of clarity with anything related to content creation is when i'm talking to you or jay or i have people to run it by oh i mean same same it's it, it it's don't cool happen to me. like <laughs> it's cool to run through your head and be like i could do this i could do this i could do this but when you talk to somebody you're like okay this makes more sense. Like say it out in the open type of energy. Yeah. For sure. Um, so streaming for me was epic this year. If mm -hmm. uh, 2019 was the year of Aiden on Anchor, I'd say 2020. It's very clearly like streams. Hey, look at that. Look at, look at what the fuck happened after going <laughs> for about a year or two with like really bad internet and I couldn't even upload videos and having missed streaming so bad. Uh, I came back into it with the with the with the force and a vengeance of wanting to not only get back into streaming but to do it so much better than I had ever done before, exclusively on Twitch, uh, following advice from channels like Alpha Gaming, watching vods from channels like Brutal Moose, 
building my own aesthetic, building the, the starting soon and the be right back and the animated borders and the blurred background and learning OBS like I had never done before and, and watching the whole game improve around me and uh, going from affiliate to, to where I'm at now where I, where I was finally able not terribly long ago to cash out $100 on Twitch and be like, hey, I could get a new capture card. And you know what I did? Like I, I've been meaning, I've been saying I'm going to get a new capture card on stream for years now. And it wasn't until live streaming finally like paid in a significant sense uh, that I was finally able to do that. Um, I may have started my content creation growth by doing live streams on YouTube, but it has not been since then to where I feel as comfortable doing live streams. Uh, than I do now. And to be frank, those 2020 streams kicked the shit out of those old 2016, 2017 ones. Like, I agree. They're bad. They're fucking, they're bad. <laughs> like, that's it. I watched um, one of your old 2017 streams earlier this year. Oh, did you? Which I one? I watched the Animal Crossing one. Oh, <laughs> how'd that go? Um, You know, it had problems. Mm-hmm. It had problems. I'll Some issues, perhaps. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a mystery to all. Except you've for definitely me, I, improved. I, know, I know what it is. <laughs> so yeah. You've definitely improved, though. That's that's a big part. That's really yeah. cool. I've, I've enjoyed messing with weird hexagon, octagon, webcam frames, and trying out new shit, and building panels, and doing all these little things. And uh, that that spark that I had to initially get back into live streaming. Now that I finally had the internet to do so, uh, it was definitely one of the happiest periods I've had just creating something of going into a market that I knew nothing about getting the information I needed, putting that info into action and going from occasional Twitch user to affiliate in uh, 2019 to now being where it's at in 2020 where I've made money off of it and I love it even more uh, now than I did before. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a reason I gained a good bit of that initial audience doing live streaming is because I fucking, I love doing it and I could see uh, a point where, where it becomes more of a focus. I've brought that up time and time again. I need to honestly stream more before I keep saying things like that, but uh, it's definitely sort of tailed off a little bit the latter half of the year um but that's because i'm excited to introduce new and better things like the capture card and potentially getting my dslr setup involved and messing with copyright free music and, and and plugins and shit and it's like yeah i'm still excited about this space i'm still excited about the journey i'm still having fun streaming games i i beat ocarina of time on stream like fuck did, i never yeah. would have done that a year or two ago on my own and most certainly not through no let's play, but through the through the power of like six or so people complaining about your bad ocarina gameplay on stream, like that, it pushes you through. That gives you a little light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I, and I finished most every stream series I said I was going to. So, yeah, Twitch streaming for me has been not only a huge huge success, but I'm so excited to see what I can do with it in 2021 and seeing if I can push it further. For sure, for sure. It's it's been really cool to see all the different changes you've implemented over the past year. It inspired me to make a lot of changes to my shit. 
it's it's kind of crazy that we both watch, started watching YouTube videos from the same dude on, on YouTube and Twitch uh, from Alpha Gaming just without even saying anything to each other about it. Right, right. So that was cool. Um, and it, it, it feels like, from, from what I've seen from you, that it looks like streaming is, is one of the bigger... Um, one of the bigger creative options that you can kind of go forward with and, and really just dig in there and, and make, you know, make some shit happen in the, the next year or two. I, I really see that popping off uh, sooner rather than later. And I think that'd be really cool. I think it would be too. I just gotta, <laughs> you know, do it more like if yeah. anything. I'm the one that really needs to be getting an actual yeah, schedule. Yeah, get that schedule, boy. Yeah, like, there <laughs> there really ain't no excuse for the for the type of shit that I be doing on, on Twitch streams, why that can't be a thing. Yeah. Um, because it absolutely could be with with the followers I have, with the Discord community I have, with the with the type of games I play and how much I enjoy it and better equipment and stuff. There's absolutely no reason why I can't push that even further, and I'm very much excited to. Twitch has done a lot of stupid shit and the platform itself has gone through a lot of turmoil. Um, but despite all despite all that, I still very much love live streaming, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the, the most important one. Like, I've had a lot of doubts about live streaming over the past year, and you've had the complete opposite, right? You've been, oh, wait a second. Like, I really love fucking doing this. And that's been that's been really cool to watch. I enjoy it. it. It'll never be a thing where it's like the only thing I do. Mm. Um, because I do believe in that mindset that like, Hey, you want to grow your Twitch? You got to grow other shit. And, uh, yeah, things like true. keeping the discord up, things like uploading more to blue catch productions, which I still very much also enjoy. It's, it's another baby of mine. Right. Mm. Um, the Twitch stuff is only going to continue to succeed and grow more. If the other shit around it, acts as a good enough support network that I also enjoy making it. It all, it all works in tandem. It's, it's a it's symbiotic in nature. Uh, Absolutely. It's a, it's a machine. You have to have all the gears working or it's none of it's going to work. Right. Not, not quitting tomorrow to be like, I'm going to become a full-time Twitch streamer. That's just not, it's not how that shit works. You know? No, no, there was, there was a day in time where maybe you could do that, but now it's like, there's so many people streaming on Twitch. There's not a good algorithm in terms of there's just like no way to find people on Twitch. And so you, you really have to have those other things working or it's not going to work at all. Yep. Cool. Got to have that. Uh, Got to have that network. So obviously this is another YouTube podcast. So we do have to get to the YouTube stuff. But I thought oh, before do we, have we do to? that. I thought before we do that, let's talk about any miscellaneous projects or creative things we've done uh, this year. Guys, let me tell you about all my big money moves that have happened on Twitter.com. So exactly. I was thinking, right, I'd start the year uh, by retweeting shit and occasionally posting. And then my, my end of the year strategy is a little bit of a shakeup where I just retweet and occasionally post things. But this time with a new profile pic. <laughs> So, really, I see I see nothing but big gains from uh, from Twitter, and uh, honestly, I, I I joked about you know potentially just 
quitting everything and become a Twitch streamer. I'm actually just going to become a professional Twitter user. Because that's, <laughs> that's the only form of content I see myself doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I started 2020 with, like, close to... I think I reached, like, 900 followers on Twitter at some point. And now I have 859. Mm-hmm. 49. So, you know... You know, the followers be diminishing, but the Damn. tweets be popping off more than ever. So, shout out to that. I, I, I just post dumb shit on Twitter. And that's it. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm con- you know, I'm content with that. This is one of those things where it's like, if you could if you could take the year 2020 back and could redo anything about your Twitter, would you? And I'd be like, no. No, I, I think I, I 100% played it the right way and uh given the option 10 more times i would just repeat what i did 10 more times there's no doubt in my mind that uh i put just the little amount of effort that twitter honestly deserves into <laughs> yeah. it and i and i got what i expected out of it so you know what i'm fine i'm content, I'm content. yeah yeah same same. There is one thing that I'm doing on Twitter that I'm also doing on Instagram, and that's uh, reviewing albums now. So that's been cool. Um, been going through this Rolling Stones top 500 album list and reviewing the albums from the very bottom, and you know, posting one every couple days or so. And that's been fun to do. I don't think I'm getting like any engagement on it really, but you know, it's it's fun. I enjoy doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it until you know, going into the new year. There's so many more albums you can call mid, Zachary. So many. I'm so hyped to you get can step to, uh, on so many toes. It would be wonderful. It, it, it's great. It's great. I uh, I got my letterbox. You know that been popping off this year. Watch you like, movies. Watch like 270 movies or some shit, which is insane. Yeah. I just post them there, so that's cool. You know, um, and then I found this thing called Music Board recently, where uh, it's like Letterbox but for for albums. And so I've been posting my album reviews there, posted some other ones there, and uh, been getting some some followers in the last few few days. So that's kind of cool. You know, uh, is any of it gonna go anywhere? Like probably not. But it's a it's a cool midway point between consuming content and possibly making like videos about it in the future mm-hmm. so that's been cool still scratches that creative itch yeah absolutely without, without having to go like balls deep into it yeah helps me think about certain things in, in different ways so that i'm not just like consuming content moving to the next one you know that kind of thing Move. I guess let's talk about YouTube, bro. Wait, wait, I got I got some epic miscellaneous projects to mention. Um, what you got? Like my Twitter, did I mention that? Oh, no, shit. Yo, one? actually, I just remembered the uh, comedy music. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not really a whole other category I'd uh, add to that, but I made yeah, like four albums this year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. actually, it's going to be five by the time the year's over because I'm actually building up for another one. Awesome. Um, so, Aiden Emergency, World War One, Great Molasses Flood in 1919, and Vancouver Gang War. 
<laughs> All of them are good. All of them are good. If you have to listen to one thing, do Molasses Flood because it's an EP and I like all seven tracks considerably. If you're really loving Molasses Flood and you want to know where to go, World War One, And then from there, you know, pick and choose what you want from the comedy music. But those are my favorites. Uh, in short, still really fucking love doing it. No, I'm not going to turn it into a career or passion or anything like that. But for as inconsistently as I post on it, I have a lot of fun doing it, and it really does scratch, again, kind of that creative itch when I can literally do nothing else. I'll hate comedy music. Sure, why the fuck not? It gets a laugh <laughs> out of my friends every now and then. That's enough for me. Super satisfied with it. And I wish more people yeah. checked it out, because it's good. It's not great, but it's good. <laughs> it's, it's fun good. to listen to. Fun to laugh at. Good. I I put out three albums last year and then going into this year just didn't like feel like making a whole lot of music. But I did put out an EP not that long ago. Uh, the, Gamer the Gamer EP. EP. Uh, five songs. All five of them are in my top ten listen to on Spotify now. So that's cool. Poggers being number one. Which I, I think might be my best song. I don't it's know. up there. I it's think it's I sure. think it's up there for sure, yeah. In the conversation of yeah. Zach Bangers. <laughs> but uh what's also cool is I set up a distro kid last year in like March, which is a place that you can use to sell your music. It puts it on all the streaming services and stuff. And I think I paid twenty dollars for that year, and then I paid twenty dollars again this year. So forty dollars in total. And I've made $81 from from it completely. So, so I've got a net positive of $41.82. Hey, uh, just, that's just something. Free money. I mean, I, you know, I put some time into this, but but a lot of this was just like, you know, I had some fun. Spur made some of the moment. And, yeah, exactly. Spur of the moment. So it's, it's, it's cool to have like... You know, do I think it'll be like a big viable option for, you know, paying my bills? Like, not necessarily, but hey, I can keep it going. Why and, the fuck uh, not? It's fun to listen to. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I, I almost forgot, bro. Um, my Twitter, Blue Couch YT. <laughs> a lot yeah. of bangers this year, including when I talked about $70 games and got shot on. Um, Yo. Really, really happy with that performance on that tweet. Thank you, everybody, for making my year. I really, I really showed up in, in numbers and droves. So. I um, we we we've talked about in the past about having beef between us before, and I thought like, yeah. this was the closest we got to beef. To bro. real, beef. we got real close. We got real yeah, close. you know, it was it was it wasn't quite fresh, never frozen like Wendy's beef, but it was. It was, it was a little bit of like McDonald's, you know, double cheeseburger type beef. <laughs> were we talking about before they actually had beef? Because for a while they were just, they were just winging it kind of. That's bit. true. That's but, true. Um, but then the double quarter pounder started getting like actual meat and like, wow, okay. Yeah. Stepping that's up you game McDonald's. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you talked about $70 games and. I responded, and just about everybody else in our friend group responded. And I may have been a little, a little too antagonistic on there. Hey, man, I got the Twitter engagement. That's what, that's what matters. <laughs> you did get the Twitter engagement. 
gonna pay the bills one day. Let me tell you, bro. The Twitter engagement, that Twitter bro. clout, bro. Twitter Shout out to High though. He got the real Twitter clout. He won Twitter, bro. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely. He just be posting you get my, shit all the time. You get my know. my award for best professional Twitter user TM. Um, <laughs> it's a once once a year award that's only showing up this year, but uh, you won it. Congratulations um, to High. You did something, and it sure made an did. impact. On my TL, very frequently. <laughs> Some of it was, was funny. Some of it was weird. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's Twitter. That's Twitter.com for you. It is. My favorite project. I we stopped sure. talking about Twitter now. <laughs> Bro, we can talk about... <laughs> um, Discord? That's a thing. It is. I don't have much to say about Discord. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm starting a new Discord. Soon. You are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Long story short, I felt like there was a lot of people on my server that wasn't there for any of my content, which is fine. I've changed it so much over the last couple of years. It's like mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not surprised. Um, and it's 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 like. Me, you, Jay, Parker, we have our group DMs that we use a lot. Group and DMs, low-key underrated, though. They've I agree. I, it's great. Like, that's all I need at this point. What is, what is this? Discord.com banger. That is, that is a Discord.com. Anyways, I'm starting a new Discord. It's going to be directly related to my YouTube channel, Your Everyday Nerd. And uh, hopefully I'll actually get some, like, good engagement on it. Conversations I feel like I can talk, you know, talk in. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm excited for it. I think it'll it'll go places once you you start advertising it and, you know, managing it how you want to and shit. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Speaking of YouTube channels. BlueCouchYT on Twitter.com, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> Posted a lot of videos on there. Um, none of which were bangers. Uh, so it's kind of sad that none of them were clout that I really wanted. I don't know why I'm talking about Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter. Like, I, I don't, hate it so much. Not, Twitter has oh. brought me no happiness. Man, no pussy. I was getting disappointed in Twitter last year, but like this year, man, like we're there. We're there. We're there. 100%. 100%. It's almost like Facebook too at this point. Imagine going through a global pandemic, a presidential election, wildfires and, and everything else in between. And what do people do? Like, wow, you know, that's a lot of shitty circumstances, but now I'm at home and because I'm at home, I'm gonna go to twitter.com and just Spew out nonsense. And uh, that's what I got. I got Every nonsense day. from a lot of people who should not be allowed on the internet. <laughs> they should not be allowed. Just at all. That's, that's that's my take on that's my take on my actual for real take on Twitter.com. Yeah, Twitter sucked. Be very Talk cringe. Twitter. It wastes a lot of my time. Um and uh it's it's been an active deterrent to, to a lot of creative things that I could have been doing. I agree. Post instead. Put in a dumbass rabbit hole. So. I forgot to talk about my Goodreads account. 
Bro, fuck your Goodreads account. Let's talk about YouTube, bro. Damn. Tire- I'm tired of all the distractions. Uh-huh. All the all the lollygagging. The malarkey. Yeah. Let's go talk about my review of Kurt Vonnegut Slaughterhouse 5, bro. That's a movie. That ain't no book. <laughs> it's a book, player. Mm. What you do know. on YouTube this year, bro? Pretty sure that's a movie. Oh. This year, 2020. This, this crazy old year. <laughs> the end. <laughs> As Ethan said in the watching our old videos, uh, <laughs> the very end. It's all a cycle of cringe. You post something and it's cringe and then you come back to review it later and it's still cringe and so you try to improve from that. It's cringe. It's all cringe. It's always cringe. <laughs> and uh, in some ways, every way, he was 100% factual. That's all I posted. Just fucking dog shit. Cringe. <laughs> Hope next year's a little bit better, honestly. So Boom. It's unfortunate how that worked out. Uh, in all seriousness, 2020 was a was a, a phenomenal year for YouTube. Uh, and, I, and I say that in, in the sense that, yes, I am still at 375 subscribers and always will be till the end of time for the next <laughs> two years and four years and six years. Uh, but at least, despite gaining no growth in subs or anything, uh, I posted videos, and a lot of them, and a lot of good ones. Uh, the first video of the year was the season finale of Back to the Video Games, where I wrap up the White Bread arc and review a rather controversial game. Then I talked about Star Wars movies, my plans for the year, and then the early, early half of 2020 started getting into like video essay Aiden. Hell that hadn't really shown up for a lot. And so the next five videos honestly ended up being some of my favorites for the year. Uh, Lion King, AVGN, the GOAT, Harry Potter video. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to ask at the end of this, what's like your top three videos of the year? Uh, that mm-hmm. one's definitely in the contention. Uh, why I don't like Dark Souls, success in Nintendo Switch. Like all five of those videos, super proud of. I could go rewatch them today. And if I wasn't already bogged down with other projects currently, I could see myself very easily doing these video essay type stuff because they were a lot of fun to make. And uh, got good views on all of them. All of them did relatively well. So shout out to you guys who watched them, especially the Dark Souls one. I honestly thought that was going to be my most viewed video of the year. And it stayed that way for most of the year. Uh, Then a little quirky thing called 30 for 30 happened. Uh, (laughs) And my May came about... Uh, where I where I spent the entire month talking about Sega Genesis games, which you know when I when I think back, I'm like, you know what, 2020 Sega Genesis games were probably like number 34 on, on the list of, of things I could have talked about, but I did. Uh, the idea of a, a marathon show where I do 30 reviews in 30 days sounded very interesting and entertaining. So why the fuck not? So 30 for 30 started. And the format kind of grew from being on camera with a lot of, like, goofy-ass ads and shit, uh, shorter episodes, to, as it went on, more voiceover-oriented, less on-camera me, and still the occasional goofy-ass ad. Um, Yeah. As of recording this, there are currently 17 episodes out. There's three more left. All three will be out by the time the year is over for a grand total of 20 and the final episode will be me ranking all 30 games, giving my thoughts on the console, and sort of wrapping up the season as a whole. 
But when I definitely think about big things that happen 2020 content wise, you can't really tell that story without 30 for 30. I agree. It was, uh, it was funny because I think the day before May, you had said something in the, in the discord chat. You were like, I'm going to be doing something wild tomorrow. Uh, so I said in the podcast too, I think you said in the podcast too, that's right. So you're like, get hype. And I was like, Oh, okay. And you didn't tell nobody about it. And so I was like in bed later that the next day, just kind of getting ready to go to bed. And then I get a little notification says blue couch productions uploaded. It says 30 for 30. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? And I open it and I watch that first minute, couple of minutes. I'm like, this mad lad about to do 30 videos in 30 days. Oh shit. And like, it didn't turn out exactly how you had planned, but uh, it's, it's still like my favorite idea of yours this year. Hands down. It it came from a random Aiden vibing in the shower moment (laughs) being like, Oh, that'd be fun to do. And I just did it that day and uploaded it that day. Or it's 100% like the type of content that I look for. Um, like if you dead ass was like, I'm just a 30 for 30 channel and you did like a 30 for 30 every couple months. Like I, I'd, I'd be fine. I'd be like, cool. This is awesome. It definitely fulfills some key like motivators inside me to where I had privated and enlisted a lot of videos, so I needed more content to make it look like the channel just wasn't, like, brand new or dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and 30 for 30 provided uploads. Sure so that's, did. like, the number one reason why it ended up becoming a thing. But the other reason, too, is I've always been a fan of marathon-like shows, of taking a topic and condensing them down. Same. Uh, and 30 for 30 really scratches that itch where I could do something and take a look at the Sega Genesis, which most people would not have cared if I just did one Sega Genesis video and then moved on. And it'd be like, wow, Aiden did a weird Sega Genesis video. Who cares? But yeah. when you turn it into a marathon, when you review games that you haven't really played or even barely heard of before, and your audience hadn't as well, it becomes like a cool little journey of discovery where there's no preconceived notions about the game going in. Cause you've never heard of it before. Uh, I, I, I gather from a viewer perspective, it's kind of a reveal when you see the gameplay of what a game looks like for the first time. Right. Yeah, like what, yeah. the, what that moment must be like of, Oh, this looks good or this doesn't look good. And then hearing my thoughts, explain it, have some goofy ass ad skits. That's like prime weird ass Aiden <laughs> at its peak. And then some of the later episodes, getting more involved in the gameplay, editing, trimming time down. That initial vision of what Back to the Video Games was supposed to be in my head ended up not really showing up in Back to the Video Games, but more in a refined version of 30 for 30. And uh, some of the lessons that I learned in doing this project are 100% going to pull over into Back to the Video Games. Um, just because I learned a lot of good shit about like different backgrounds and, and putting in more of that gameplay focus and figuring out how to talk and write about games. This was the first series I did proper scripting for that wasn't just like bullet point notes. Like I wrote out my entire Sonic two review. I wrote out my entire Gunstar heroes review, um, shit like that. And yeah, a lot of these are not going to be like my favorite video of all time, but the streets of rage retrospective, the Sonic two episode, uh, the Gunstar Heroes one, 
Alien Storm just for the ad alone. Like, there's some mm-hmm. of these that I am really fond of. And I'm so happy I, I made it. And I'm going to be happy when it's when the first season is done and people will be able to look back. Even if it did take longer than 30 days. Yeah. I will still cover 30 games. Which is cool. And they're going to be videos that I'm proud of, so. Yeah, you know, you were mentioning earlier how, like, last year I told you that the the reason that you were feeling so bad about back to video games was just because you needed to do more of it. You weren't quite at the point where you could really, you know, look at everything and, and say, this is what I need to fix, this is what I need to grow on. I think 30 for 30 gave you the time and the material to learn a shit ton and uh, grow from it as a creator. So it, it makes me, I mean, it just makes me more excited for more videos from you. Just because there is such a big step from like end of 2019 to the end of 2020 in, in terms of your content. And I got two good series out of it that I can easily return to and make more uh, on oh. top of just the standard production videos. I went from not having a major line series and just randomly uploading shit to still being allowed to randomly upload production styles videos, but now with two big tentpole series that I can bring up at any particular point, depending on what I'm feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I have it, ideas for both, both of them in a season two scenario. So we'll see. It's another thing where like, you know, last year you were, you were kind of struggling with trying to figure out, you know, why should somebody come to blue couch productions? What is the, what is the value they're getting out of it? And now I think at the end of 2020, once again, like, your your channel is so very clearly defined as to what kind of content you make. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if every video is not the same format, even if you do like some different changes with newer uploads, it's still very much like Aiden talking about this thing and putting some humor when he thinks is necessary. But it's going to be more of a, you know, analysis type, review type format. Um, and it, And it works like... You've got your shit down now, which is really cool. To the point where even in some videos, I just straight up say, hey, I made the Blue Catch Productions on this channel. I talk about video games and interesting media. I finally have that sentence, that pitch, that what is Aiden all about? Two things, video games and media that I find to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you look at the channel and what's uploaded, that's what it is. Video games and interesting media. I even was finally able to get to the point now where if I really wanted to, I could straight up just remove all the series names from the end of all these titles, like get rid of Blue Couch Productions, get rid of 30 for 30, get rid of Back to the Video Games, and just had the base titles for these videos, you could, and it yeah. would not be any different whatsoever. Nope. Because I'm not the Back to the Video Games guy. I'm not the 30 for 30 guy. I'm not the, the random talk about whatever he wants. All these videos are so similar in nature that it does not matter whether it's 30 for 30 or Back to the Video Games. Um, which is somewhere my channel just straight wasn't two years ago. I mean, I talked so much about how 2018 was a year where I didn't feel like I had an identity, where I didn't feel like I was going anywhere, where the type of shit I was posting was sporadic and was like eight different things going on because I was variety focused. And I saw what you were doing with Yin and, and, and tried to do something similar to that, but still not feeling confident. And then slowly over time with the series and the thumbnails and the learning of editing and figuring out my camera and my content. Yeah. Two years later, there's a massive fucking improvement. 
Um, and I, and I said it occasionally to Zach, but now I can finally confirm it. Like, no, 2020 is my best year of content without a doubt. 100%. I, I went with maybe we'll have to see how it ends, but no, no, it got there. Um, to the point where even outside of 30 for 30, we were still getting like a Claire de Lune kind of mashup that I want to do more of in the future. A very like chill olive video Watching our old videos, a personal favorite of mine and Ethan's, had a lot of comedy, a lot of my best editing in that. And uh, Over the Garden Wall, uh, uh, part one of a huge five-part Halloween crossover that never would have happened two or three years ago. And the fact that we all did it and (laughs) uploaded a video, and the fact that I like mine as much as I did, despite the restrictions in time. Uh, Yeah, that's crazy. And that's cool that we're coming back to that video to end, because... It beat out Dark Souls. It's at 92 views, uh, my most viewed video of this year. It's not going to be, of course, of all time. That honor goes to Kitty Bobo, which is now at 924. Yeah. Has not stopped. Um, I still get views on it every month. I got a comment on it like a week or two ago from just a random channel talking about the show. And I'm like, wow, I'm. can I ever replicate that again in my lifetime? We'll see. <laughs> uh... But that was my content. I was super proud, not only once 30 for 30 is done, but the solo projects have been really good. The solo videos have been really good. They've done well in views. I'm happy. I'm creatively satisfied. I I didn't even talk about the current state of Battle Royale games, which is like a huge collab with everybody. That was like a think piece and an analysis on Battle Royales of all things. Like a cool ass fucking concept and video that like I actually executed and got done. Um in a year with all this turmoil and things that were going down, uh, was weirdly enough the year where I finally figured out a lot of stuff and I'm now in a far more comfortable position than I've ever been. If 2019 was getting to the point where I could feel comfortable, 2020 I've arrived, I am firmly planted in the ground, and I'm not second-guessing about what 2021 looks like. I know what it looks like. It's more of this, like that, and that's great. That's great to be so certain about it and be like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Flip a fucking coin, see if Aiden gets depressed one month, and maybe he'll throw it all in the trash. Like, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. And even though the subs don't show it, and sometimes the views don't show it, the clear evolution and process and videos that are coming out are such a higher caliber than it used to be, and such a higher quantity that it used to be, then yeah, th- this year kicked ass. I'm so, so happy with how it turned out. I'm glad you're happy with it. I'm I'm proud of you, bro. Had a really kick-ass year, and uh, I, I like it's it's so obviously like more of this. Like you're you're definitely in the right direction for sure. Yep. I think I think 2021 is gonna be even better. So if I can find a way to upload a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Good old consistency. Yeah. How was your YouTube stuff? How was your year, Zachary? Fucking sucked. I'm quitting YouTube. No more. Finally. No Finally. more YouTube. The, he the said it. Surpassed the mean. No, I'm just kidding. It's just been a few episodes since I said I'm quitting YouTube. So I gotta, gotta pop it off. Uh, 2020 weird for me. Uh, it, it is simultaneously my favorite year of content I've ever made, hands down. Uh, and also like... I'd be disappointed that I didn't upload that much. And it's hard to feel that way, but it just is because I've been 
You know, I've been so much on the train of you got to upload a shit ton because that's how you get quality content and that's how YouTube works. That's how the algorithm is. From the very first episode of this podcast, we were telling people just upload a lot, man. Like that's the key. And uh, apparently it's not 100% the key because I went into 2020 and I had plans to make more videos and like I made videos. But um, I, I did a, a good like, let's see, I feel like my first video of the year was... Favorite yeah, Things of 2019. Favorite Things of 2019. So, 20 total for the year. 20 videos. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any any other year had I made 20 videos, I think it'd be more depressing because, again, this is some of the best content that I've ever made. Because I've spent so much time on each individual video, working on the editing, working on the scripting, working on the pacing, the recording. And I uh, just started season three a month ago with the newest, you know, with that crossover video. And even that is like better than the few before it. So it's um, it's clear that what I'm doing is is going in the right direction. But it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, I got to. You know, I got to just push forward and I just got to put out more content and figure out a way to make it sustainable because, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, I created your everyday nerd because I wanted it to be a daily show. So it would fit the algorithm. I wanted it to be a place where I could talk about a bunch of different types of quote unquote nerd culture type of content. Um, and I thought it would be like an easier way to produce a certain quality of content for YouTube on a regular basis. And what I found out was like, yeah, sure. Uh, but I, I expect more out of the things I'm creating now compared to 2018 when I started the show. And I, I think that shows in the final products. Yeah, it's a good thing. I agree. Good thing. I think it's, I think it's 100% a good thing. Um, and, and you know, like I, I did, end up privating a lot of content not that long ago Uh, a lot of older stuff that didn't quite work with the brand anymore and it's it's definitely like cut off how many views i'm getting per month and how much watch time i'm getting per month so i'm not as close to that monetization goals as i would have liked to uh but i still got like 100 subs this year which is crazy um considering once again like i put out the least amount of stuff this year compared to past years but, the uh, you're the yeah. closest to reaching a thousand. You'll be, you'll be the first to reach a thousand within our core group of like four, yeah, four or so, which is crazy. But it'll be it'll be dope. Um, and it's going forward. Like obviously, I just want to kind of do more of it. Um, there's there's different tweaks as far as like the um the topics of the videos that I'm trying to figure out. But I think what I want to do, uh, season one of your everyday nerd was a hundred episodes and it was basically from October, 2018 till around May of 2019. Uh, and that was more of like trying to do a daily thing or, and you know, it kind of slowly coming off of that season two started in September of 2019 and ended in I guess August is that August yeah August of 2020 and I just started season three in October 
But I think what I want to do going forward into 2021 is have a certain number of episodes planned for the season and making sure I put them out on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Um, and that means like certain things won't happen. I won't be doing like the whole best picture Oscar marathon anymore, but I'll still be doing like one video talking about all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And there'll be like different, different changes like that. That way that I'm not, that way I don't have weird, weird moments where I'm trying to put out so many videos in a current week because that just, it actually hurt a lot of my momentum this year getting into that best picture stuff again. Where it was the only thing you could do. Yeah. And those videos turned out well. Like we rewatched them not terribly long ago. And most of them are still really good. That ranks I'm still really happy with them. Is really good. But it definitely ate up like a lot of a lot of time for Yen. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's another one of those things where it's like the show has the potential to put out daily episodes for sure, but it's the quality will not match what I would like it to be. If that I did quickly, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, but that being said, though, like definitely from the outside looking in, uh. I, I agree in the in the sense that like a lot of your best shit came out this year. There's like three or four videos I'm looking at. I'm like, oh yeah, those are my favorite episodes of Yin that they came out this year. Um, and even the stuff that wasn't like my favorite per se, it was still at least really well edited and uh, concise and, and to the point. And um, even if not a whole lot of uploads came out or episodes came out, I still 100% believe in the Yin concept. I still 100% believe in the show. I think the numbers are reflected in that. Like when you do upload, they clearly do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you're growing to that thousand number, I think says a lot and speaks a lot. Uh, and I think you very smartly too have sort of at least a little bit come to realize that with all the other stuff, if it gets to the point where it's hurting Yin, that it's not something worth spending a ton of time on. Um, Definitely. And I think that alone will help get you more episodes next year, regardless of what you do. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Um, I'm still having fun doing it, which is really cool. Um, I'm glad that I don't feel like it, there's an expiration date on it. I feel like I could continue doing this for 10 years and not get bored of it. Um, and that's very, very helpful. I mean, it's cool. showing in the episodes, like if they felt samey and weird and off-putting and tiring then yeah it would be but like no each episode very clearly has its own energy and vibe and editing to it and the scripts are still on point and shit and it's like yeah the the fucking adam sandler week video is fucking insane that does not (laughs) that does not speak to somebody who has lost a creative drive or didn't feel like they were enjoying what they were making like that video very clearly could not have been made two or three years ago Right, not at all. At least, if if it was, it would have been bad. Um, exactly. The fact that it was even remotely as good uh, is, is is a shock. And uh, considering the topic and what you had to deal with, that that's impressive. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go back to your channel. My favorite videos from you are probably the uh, the first eight minutes of the Harry Potter video, obviously. Fat dumb. Uh, 100%. And then I'd probably say the Over the Garden Wall video, of course, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because it's a part of the crossover, but two, because I watched it with you 
and then uh it was it was really cool to kind of get your thoughts of it in a video and the format worked really well and I've been meaning to talk about that show for years. Zach Zach knows this. The fact yeah. that like a video finally came out on it was was dope. It was really cool. Uh and then the current state of Battle Royale games, that video was really cool too. Um, not only from again a collaborative uh concept, but you talk about three different games and I like it when videos do that and they do it well. And I think you did it well. Tying it in together, like what I thought of the genre and where it could go and all that sort of shit. Yeah. It was a very spur of the moment video too. It was. It, it was, was just going to be a Fall Guys collab. But and uh, yeah, Fall Guys is still in it, but it, it ended up growing a little bit more. Um, this probably isn't going to be a shock. Uh, you you probably know what my my three are from you. I think uh, so. Favorite things of 2019. Okay. I love your marathon type stuff. I've said before how it does a really good job of summing up the year, making me feel nostalgic, remembering things that I forgot about. Like, that was 2019? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, it's the perfect time capsule to not only the type of stuff I watch, because we watch very similar things. But even like where where you were at mentally and, and, and what was the future and what was going into the future and, and stuff like that. Um next up, banger. Probably the funniest yin of all of them. Dumbass joke after dumbass joke. The uh twenty twenty presidential candidates, right? <laughs> yeah. It it sounded retarded on paper and it was dumber in execution than I even could have remotely imagined. But that amount of work put into gags, especially the daily double one, like, good lord. <laughs> Man made a daily double joke about fucking Hillary Clinton. And I laughed my ass off. And that whole video is just full with banger joke after banger joke. I'm like, yeah, I just did watch a nine minute shit post that didn't really add a whole lot of like educational value. And that's totally fucking fine. Because it's, it, it's wonderful. I'm so happy with that video. That thumbnail. Thumbnail. So much doing? funnier in retrospect. What he doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden just Biden, bro. What he doing? Oh, man. And then finally, I was going to put the Star Wars video on here for yeah. very similar reasons to those first two. Um, but no, Adam Sandler week 2020. That, that, that beat it out for the same reasons that you mentioned. Crossover, all the shit that went into it. The more and more I heard about this video got me beyond excited and hyped to watch it and the fact that it delivered on so many of those stupid ass things you said were actually going to happen they did happen yeah. and uh it also helps that the movie reviews were good and the and the adam sandler stuff was good and interesting perfect crossover episode but also like a great season three opener that leaves a lot to the imagination as to what the rest of season three could look like it um it was so hard going into that video because I did Adam Sandler week in 2019 and it was five different videos and they all were just like very improv type shit. I had like played some musical instruments and some stupid gags. Like I felt that the comedy was some of the best that I had done in that season one. And going into 2020, I was like, man, I have I have no idea what I'm gonna do. For the Adam Sandler week 2020. And so to make it a crossover video. And for me to have the bizarre ideas. Of having a multiverse. With different versions of myself. It was. Um, I'm, I'm so happy. 
with how that turned out. Like I had no idea I would ever make a video as wild and as that. So I'm I'm very, very happy with that video still. Go hard. Thank you. Good sir. I appreciate it. it Those are my, my three favorites. I enjoyed your selection of mine as well. Uh, it's like, it's like one video that you were kind of hoping would have been like a bigger, better thing, but then just kind of one, like, do you have like a one disappointing video? Um, from, from your end, not, not talking about each other here. From my end, it's probably like, I, I feel like the one video that didn't really go anywhere was the Crash Bandicoot one. Um, I mean, it's my least viewed video of the year. That's not a best picture video. So like those don't bother me, but it's the least, least viewed video. Um, and it was the one that kind of like set the, the precedent for the next two for the Adam Sandler and the Scooby-Doo one to where mm-hmm. I was going to be spending a shit ton more time on these videos, uh, than I ever thought I would. Um, but it was, it was like two months in between that video and the, the one before that. So like I get why and I, I talk about Crash Bandicoot, which wasn't particularly relevant at the time. Um, but uh, it would have actually been more relevant now with Crash 4. It would. It would. And so like I'm wondering if there's some way that I can maybe alter the thumbnail, alternate alter the title, figure out another way to get that to pop off because I'm still really happy with that video. I am too. It's great. But that's that's probably the only one. I feel like everything else hit hit as hard as I as I wanted it to. Had a couple of surprises. My Umbrella Academy video a year after I had wrote after I had like written the script, I finally put together that video and it got like over five hundred views. Uh so it's it, it's it's very clearly like there's there's um a little bit of virality with certain types of videos that I make. Titan season two video had 347 views and like there are certain, again, certain videos that I know will end up doing well. I just got to put them out at the right time and really have that good uh, SEO. Um, and that's something that I would like to play around with a little bit more in 2021, but I'm also going to be introducing like new types of media new concepts and shit. So it's, I, I'm still not done with the whole I guess phase one of your everyday nerd in terms of having that really strong foundation that I want the channel to have. I want to have more music reviews. I want to have some book reviews. I want to have more like wacky ideas where I talk about like U.S. presidents and review them. Or uh, I have one planned where I want to rank the planets not only just the actual planets, but the the music, the classical music, the planets. And then uh, there's another like wacky idea involved with that. Like I, I want to introduce more concepts. Um, and it, it's hard to do that and also create a really good foundation in, in terms of growth on the channel. But uh, I, I kind of have to be okay with that in order to make sure that the foundation works. So that I'm not like five years into this thing and I haven't done like one core thing that I would like to do regularly, if that makes sense. With it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's that's really fair. But uh 
What What about you? Is there anything in particular that you made that you kind of were just? Oh, I know the video. I, I yeah? know the video. Yeah, I've talked video? about it. I've talked about it like ever since it came out. The olive video. Oh yeah, like that, that's right. Yeah, that was a video I had scrapped together toward the end of July or June or some shit, and I hadn't really posted anything since the Watching World videos. Hadn't really worked on Thirty for Thirty. And this was kind of a video that to me was very much saved in editing where I had the voiceover for a while and had the idea, but then like one after another, oh, earthbound visuals, oh, a message about nostalgia, oh, uh, musical segments and cutting to the actual media itself and bits and pieces of stuff. Uh, This is going to be great. And I was really happy with the thumbnail. And it was another thing I really wanted to talk about for a really long time. And I put it out. And nothing, nothing really at all. Yeah. I mean, I know it probably wouldn't have been as big as the prior video, just given uh, how much people enjoyed that. But it was a little disappointing that like not too many people watched it to begin with. And those that did don't view it particularly highly uh, among the shit that I made this year. And I will admit there are better videos that I made this year. But like, in my opinion, this olive video beats out like a good portion of 30 for 30. It beats out the Lion King video. Uh, you know, it beats out a lot of the Star Wars ranking. And yeah. the fact that it's like there at 18 views, which granted was partially due to me putting it out at like the worst time and uh, having a really bad title originally. Um, and also trying to come off the Kitty Bobo video, which was also astronomically impossible. Um but that video right there was when I thought that everything worked on 100%. And then it came out and it went, oh, well, whatever. And then I went to Battle Royale Games and 30 for 30 and the Halloween crossover. And they all did well. So, you know. Yeah. Can I, can was, I suggest something wild? What? what? I think it'd be cool if you unlisted that video and dead ass re-uploaded it on Christmas or around, like before Christmas time. Just put it out in December again? Put it out in December. Put it out again. You got 18 views. It's like your second to last viewed video in the past year. So it's clear that not everybody that watches your content watched it. Have a better title because <laughs> I think that's the thing that's that's kind of hurting it right now. So just figure mm-hmm. out some way to have a have a strong-ass title and upload it in December. And I think uh, I think it'll do better. Do I do I advertise it again, or do I just literally click public again and advertise watch it show again. up and yeah? You think so? Yeah, okay. go for it. Why not? Right? Why not? Because like, what what do you have to lose? I mean, nothing really. Yeah. I just don't know how people would react to that. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe if you mention that it's like a Christmas in July video, or you mention the time of the year, or whatever, maybe you can do a little bit of minor editing to it to make sure it's you know, set as a Christmas time video, but like it's already, I only Christmas did in the video, description. So. so yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. And we can talk about it off camera. Like, yeah. yeah. What are some good ideas for titles and stuff? But yeah. Cause Why originally not? just matched the thumbnail, but then I just put the series title in there. So yeah, the thumbnail is great. Like I, I love the thumbnail. It's just that title that needs, needs something. And I don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure something. it out. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was our 2020, what we plan to do a little bit more going forward into the year. Overall, final thoughts on the year, consecration-wise. We could 
not the whole year, obviously, with uh, what's been going on, but consecration yeah. <laughs> specifically. For me personally, uh, we ended up 2019 with an episode that never went out because we were pretty pessimistic about the past year. Mm-hmm. Or I was, at least. I don't remember. Oh, no, I was too. Yeah, I, I think it, it was a pretty pessimistic episode. Um, I mean, a lot of things happened in 2019, and I think it just, we, we both didn't quite like how we're, where we were in, in the creative space. Uh, but this year, kind of changing my creative mindset, uh, putting certain things as a bigger priority than they had been before, taking a lot of creative projects off the table entirely, I'm uh, I'm actually really happy with where I'm at. Uh, it, it's it's weird because I don't feel like creating content is as much of a daily activity as it used to be, and yet when I do create content, it feels more important than it ever has been. Right. Uh, and and I think that's really good, not only for the content itself, but for my mental health, for my work-life balance. I don't know if I really have that, but like, you know, it, it just, it, I just feel a lot better about the things that I am involved in. Um, and that's, that's really cool. I just, I just really want to get that consistency going in terms of, of uploading videos and it'll come. I just, I just got to make it a bigger priority. 100%. What about you? For me, it was very much a year of improving on things, getting things to the point where I felt satisfied with them going forward. Um, I had already kind of downsized a little bit the year before. Going into the year, I was only going to do five projects. And throughout the whole year, the only thing I introduced on top of that was Game Club. And, you know, it's ending. So that was the only new thing I added onto my play and everything else was just focused on getting the five things that I had to work in the best version I thought they could. And uh, for YouTube, that was clearly a success. For Twitch, that was clearly a success. For the podcast stuff, we had to change the format to another YouTube podcast uh, a little bit. But I like where it's at. I like where Aiden on Anchor is at. I was finally able to get the money off of that through a Chime account. Um, so that's been dope. And then, like, you know, honestly, things like Lions Honor Gaming was already kind of a side focus. And it still is. But I don't feel like I lost anything from that. I'm like, oh, damn, I really did fumble the bag on this. Like, no, it was just yeah, probably how it was going to be to begin with. And I don't feel awful about uh about how it ended up and um a, a lot of the the side project shit this was a year where more than anything the collaborative stuff especially was a big unlock for me of like oh i can do things with my other creative friends that don't involve doing something entirely separate from blue couch Productions. right and i know that seems obvious and i know that seems like a thing i should have picked up on a while ago but literally outside of that one smash video we did, which we're planning to remake, uh, I just hadn't done it a whole lot. And when I did, it was just weird and off-putting and wasn't very good. But like 
I did the Battle Royales video with you guys. I did a five-part crossover that I never in my wildest dreams actually thought would come out. Like, <laughs> there's voice lines in the Alien Storm gag that was super funny as hell. And it's like, yeah, I can, I, Ethan being on the Watching Your Old videos, like, there's ways I can incorporate my friends and people who like my content into it without it feeling weird or off-putting. And uh, it gave me a little bit more courage to be like, yo, if, if anything happens to the side projects and say it all goes up in smoke one day, uh, this year at least gave me the, the foresight to be like, I could always have them in videos and I can make really good content with them. Um, and that's partially on me from getting comfortable to that point. But that's also like the fact that Jay's been killing it this year. The fact that Parker is finally putting out content that I'm invested in and interested in. Uh, seeing you improve with the end season three when you were showing us the new assets and stuff, it felt like another natural evolution to where the show was always supposed to be. And I was like, wow, my friends are really fucking cool people who have grown a lot creatively this year. Um, and the fact that now I feel like I'm comfortable enough to get them more involved in my baby, my Blue Couch production stuff, and it not be fucking awful, like it could have been all the way back, like, that's been super cool to see. I agree. I agree. And it can only get better, right? Like, you know, there's other people in our, in our communities and stuff that I'd love to do extra, you know, other collaborative shit with at some point. Um, I'd love to continue doing stuff with you guys. And, and like you said, like the whole group, I feel like has really just kind of, you know, raised the bar um, in, in different ways for sure. But still like, everybody made better content this year than they did last year. And I, I think that's like the ultimate goal when it comes to like, how did your year go? Mm -hmm. Last year I said something along the lines of, I feel like when I look back at 2020, I'm not going to have anything to say. It'll just be a part of the next five years. When I look back at, 2020 to 2024 or 2025 right and now i i still feel like in terms of like big grand scheme things sure like this next decade will be more important than like a singular year but i i still kind of disagree with that original statement 2020 was still a great year because not only did i grow as a creator but I got to see my friends grow as creators too. And that is, it's really cool. It's really cool. I think it's worth noting just in general that not only has all of our content improved and gotten better, but that we've all stuck to it. Despite yeah. Despite yeah. what a, what a hell hole of a year it's been. And despite how long we've all been doing it at this point, um, it can be really hard and, and demotivating at points to like get up and still work on another video, even if the last one didn't do well, or even if you've been doing it for two or three years and feel like you're getting nowhere. Um, the fact that, that all of us consistently put out some really fun and entertaining videos that if I had just saw in my sub box and didn't know any of you fucks, like I still would have liked the video, you know, right. I still would have been like, Oh, this is cool. Same. Um, this is a smaller channel I would have totally subbed to and subbed to people like that all the time. Um, and, I, and, I, and I see this very much as a building block year of like getting that foundation set on my end, feeling happy with my YouTube and Twitch and Aiden on Anchor 
oh boy, what could that mean next year? Could I finally fix Patreon? Could I move closer to those monetization goals I stated last year? Could I move closer to those collab goals that I started this year? Could I do more with that? Could I fix Discord? Could I could I make even more content on YouTube than before? What if I want to introduce something new? Who knows what it looks like, honestly. Uh, but I'm in a really good headspace now. 2020 was a good year. And like I said earlier with the YouTube stuff, by far my best year of content. Um, and I think everybody, to a certain degree, has had a really good year. Um, and in some cases, even their best, you know. Agreed. Out. Agreed. Cool. Well, that was 2020. Yep. Ooh. In a little bit of 2021. So a little bit of to... 2021. So we won't have to do like an individual episode on that. Yeah. Uh, we'll still probably do our yearly thing where we talk about the content landscape um, going into 2021 because I know there is there are definitely some changes to YouTube and Twitch and, and certain platforms compared to last year. But that'll we'll definitely be more of the the advice practical episode. Right. Just talk about like, hey, you don't give a fuck about us. You just want to know some shit. Well, there there's the episode to watch. There it is. We also uh, kind of knocked out a, a huge your week on YouTube thing that we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't really recorded one in a couple months, so it's nice to, you know, talk about what we've done over the last couple months as as well. Like a Halloween crossover and getting back into Twitch streaming and all this sort of stuff. I did have one more update that I feel yeah. like I need to bring to the attention, uh, to our audience. We did. 30 days of Borat, bros. We yes. We mentioned it. We we conquered. 30 days of Borat. Minus 29. We did one day of Borat. <laughs> Minus 29 days. We did one day of Borat. But you know what? That was an epic day. Borat was good. I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Turns out just Borat it's was. just a good movie. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. Cool. Gotta still watch Borat too, eventually. Uh but you know, hey, whatever works. I'd also like to bring to the attention that uh, this episode is two hours long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, what what do I say? I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean for it to. Like, I don't know. I had a lot of shit to talk about. What do you want me to say? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The plan is still thirty minutes. I promise you. The episodes are going to be shorter at some point. You're going to see an episode that's like 30 minutes. You'll be like, wow, is this the whole episode? Yes. This yeah. was not one of them. But believe me, it wasn't my intention to be like, let's talk for two hours about 2020. That's so what I'm actually going to do is that this is what you're listening to right now is part four. Of a part four, four part episode. We're going to put it out in the, the entirety of December. You're going to get 30 minutes each week. That sounds miserable. Yeah, yeah, that's not what we're doing. That would be awful. You kidding me? I did want to bring one comment out. We got uh, Calfro said the boys are back in town to the last episode. Thanks, Thanks bro. We appreciate you. If you Thanks, guys want to want to leave comments, want to send us an email at another yt podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, feel free to let us know what you're thinking about your content creation. How'd your twenty twenty go? All that sure. good stuff. We'll read it on the podcast. But I think uh, I think we're good. That's that's the episode pretty much. Cool. I've been Zach. 
And I've been Aiden. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. My wife.